For a long time, Coco, I've been hoping we could welcome our next guest to the station. Not only is the former GM of the Atlanta Falcons, spent a long time with the New England Patriots, now the CEO of a company called Sumer Sports, Thomas Dimitrov, long time ties to this area, was at the University of Guelph, was a yeah. scout for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and now he is with us here on First Stop. Good morning, Thomas. How you doing? Gentlemen, thanks for having me. <laughs> it is our pleasure. When you are, you know, you know, talking to people about your resume, your illustrious football career, how quickly does your time with these Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL come up? <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, it comes up right away. It, I mean, <laughs> I had I was talking to someone there the other day, and it just brought back such memories. I mean, it's such it was part of such a foundation. Uh, even though I'd been around football all my life with my dad being a coach and a scout, just being out there, being involved in everything I was involved with at, at that level was really good for me as I moved into the NFL. And I tell people all the time and some of my fondest memories, albeit a year and a half or two years, some of it was riding my bike in, in, in feet of snow, as you can imagine. But, <laughs> but, uh, a lot of really good times and a lot of good people that I worked with for sure. Nothing like a couple of years in Regina, Thomas. I know you can uh, you can attest to that one. Well, it's so great to have you on the show. There's so much to get to because you're part of a, a new company that launched uh, earlier last year, in January of 2022. It's called Sumer Sports, where basically your company is about roster optimization in the NFL. That's something that, I mean, you were keenly attuned to in your time in the National Football League. How much communication do you and your company have with active NHL or NFL teams, I should say, and, you know, advising them as to what's going on with their teams and how they could better them? So we started that, like you said, about a year ago. Um, it started with three of us, myself, Paul Tudor Jones, the world-famous macro trader, and his son, yeah. Jack, who's the COO. And I'm the CEO, and, and, and now we're like 30-plus strong engineers and data scientists, a lot going on. Our main focus, of course, is the NFL, and we have two pilot teams right now. We're still working heavily on our product to finish the, you know, the final touches on everything because we really do believe it can revolutionize you know, the way that teams are, are picking their rosters and, and optimizing their rosters, as you referred to it. It's, 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 it's something that I've thought about quite honestly, all my adult life as a, as a personnel evaluator and as a team builder, right? I, I've always had a, a great deal of confidence, humbly enough, in my ability to pick players and, 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 and look at talent because I've been around it all my life. But I've always thought, thought, thought there needed to be a, an optimization tool, something that could augment my ability and, and my, my um, evaluation prowess. And I believe this for anyone in the NFL, right? So this, was, this sounds a little hokey, and salesy when I was going into pitch this to the NFL teams, and all my GM buddies were like, "Team, you've become a salesman." I'm like, "You're damn right, I have." <laughs> this is the opportunity to take you from being an average GM to a good GM, a good GM to a very good GM, and a very good potentially to a Hall of Famer. It's it's an augmentation tool, right? It's something that can. There's so much data, gentlemen, that we don't tap into, and as a former general manager, didn't tap into that can help you make sound decisions, right? Think about this very quickly. When you go in as a GM, I used to think I would go into Arthur Blank every year and I would be proud as a peacock thinking I had 10 or 12 scenarios to talk to them about, right, for the offseason. This kind of a tool allows millions and millions of options to be presented. It's unfathomable for the human mind, really. 
and, and we're really excited about it. We have great backing by Paul Jones, and it's, it's something that can be very revolutionary, I think, uh, and revolutionize the NFL. Maybe I should get into this AK, so it'll help me transform myself into the offensive coordinator that I well, said. I, could I was be. thinking. I said, give I me a thinking. year of training, and I'll, I can easily step into the NFL and coach an offense. <laughs> I think with Sumer Sports, you might need six months. Forget a year, coach. Right. Go ahead. No kidding. No kidding. Well, Thomas, you talked about your career and and your recent um, you know stint with the Atlanta Falcons, where you helped lead them to a Super Bowl. We won't get into the result of that Super Bowl, but obviously a tremendous amount of success. You're you have your own venture right now with what you've done, um, you know, or what you're working on. But is there has there been any thought or interest to get back into the NFL? I know there's a couple of positions that are opening up this year. Um, you know, is the drive still there to get back in there, or have you completely turned your focus into you know what it is you're doing right now? No, I mean, look, I, I, I decided to go um, the startup, you know, CEO route because I thought that it would ultimately be, be the best for me to continue to learn and grow, right? I, I don't say this in any way in an arrogant way. There's, there was no point in me going back to work for a friend in the NFL as an assistant GM. I, I've kind of, I hate to say this, but been there, done that, right? I thought this way over the next two or three years to be able to work in this business setting and especially to work in, in, in the analytics side because the NFL, look, we could have a, another call on this another time where we're talking about the evolution of the league per analytics and, and, and quantifying. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. So I figured that this was the best way. Yes, if something ever came along, I'd be very interested to talk about it. Um, as, as it stands, nothing has happened. You saw this year, really, there were only two GM roles. And, you know, look, when you're in your 50s now, you have to have a really, really interesting a need that an owner is needing, right? I mean, they're going, I got my job when I was 40 and I, I get it. I'm completely understanding. I do believe there are a lot of, there are a lot of people out there with, with a lot of good experiences, NFLs who aren't getting a second chance. And this isn't me crying up a storm. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Mm. And you all know the more experience you have, the better you are as an executive usually. And it's, it's just an unfortunate thing that normally GMs aren't given that second chance. Uh, just, but by just because of the job itself. So, yes, I'm interested. I'm sorry for being long-winded. There's a lot oh. of layers to it, though, gentlemen. No doubt, no doubt. Go ahead, Carl. Well, maybe you and our good pal and your good pal, Scott Pioli, can, you know, get together <laughs> and be a package that somebody <laughs> could want to bring dangerous in. Dangerous duo. Yeah, dangerous duo. Well, and we, definitely the resume there for women. Yeah, yeah. We, we spent time together, of course, a lot of time in, in Atlanta and, and Scott's, um, Scott was one of the guys I was talking about the other day, just like Jerry Reese. There's some good people out there that can, that could really help organizations. But, again, the owners have to be in the right place. And I'll leave you with this, which is really interesting. There are presidents within the NFL. I'm not saying they're the impediment. But, you know, the presidents are there with the owners thinking about the next wave of who they want in there. And, of course, the president wants a guy that, that he can work with. And if you bring in a power hitter like Scott Pioli, it's, it's not as easy, right, for – it, it's just it becomes a little more complicated when you're putting together a team. If your ultimate goal is to win, I think there, there's definitely in certain organizations there's benefits to have strong experience coming in. 
We're in conversation with Thomas Dimitrov, the former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, now the CEO of Sumer Sports. So when it comes to roster optimization, I think it's pretty obvious the best way to optimize a roster is to have a stud quarterback on a rookie deal. And that's kind of what the San Francisco 49ers are looking at next year. I don't know if Brock Purdy is a stud per se, but I mean, it's really hard to deny everything he's done so far in his seven appearances for the 49ers heading into the NFC title game this weekend. Do you think that San Fran's plans at that position have been altered basically indefinitely now that Purdy has performed the way he has in conjunction with his salary next year, which is $900,000? Wow. <laughs> um, look, man, it is, it is really, really interesting to see it. And let me start by saying I think a great deal about Kyle Shanahan and his ability to, to coach and his ability to make the most out of quarterbacks. He, I, we had him, of course, we worked together in Atlanta – very, very smart guy. He's genius as it comes to his system because obviously he was around his dad growing up in that system. To the quarterback situation, man, think about that. You're in a spot where you're wondering. You have you have a rookie there or, or a guy you just drafted, and that's uh, up and down. You have another, another guy that's been injured. And then you have this situation with a guy, quite honestly, and I'll give you this tidbit. Paul Tudor Jones, our, our founder and, and chairman, came into my office the other day and said, look, I just talked to so-and-so at the 49ers, and Jerry Rice was outspoken saying, literally, this guy is the closest guy to spinning the ball and having the personality that Joe Montana uh, has that I've ever seen. And that's coming from Jerry Rice, which is, you know, wow. that, that's, that's the person you need that to come from. <laughs> I asked Dan Quinn, interestingly enough, the other day after the loss, I said, Dan, I'm really curious how you went in to play them and you didn't turn this guy upside down I wasn't throwing a dart at Dan. Dan's a good friend of mine, of course. He said, we went in there with a goal to have him rattled, and that kid just does not rattle. So I'm bringing this around to this is a special situation for San Francisco, and these are the kind of things you're exactly right as it, as it pertains to, to uh, you know, roster optimization and, and maximizing your, your value. This is what you want. And, uh, man, it'll be fun to watch him into the into – the, dusty times of the you know the depths of the playoff because i really think like that's a tough spot for people to be in who don't have experience and he looks unflappable yeah he sure does and and man you can go back to your atlanta team and pick out so many people that you worked with scott pioli kyle shanahan and dan quinn who was the head coach of that team um you know during your time there and i and i want to ask you about dan quinn because you know since he's been the the, the, the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been highly sought after, but he keeps choosing to stay with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, usually a guy like that would want a second chance to coach in the NFL. What can you tell us about your experience working with Dan Quinn and what you think he's looking for for his next NFL coaching gig? It's a great question. Um, first of all, I mean, Dan and I had one of those relationships that were vital in the NFL and we kicked it off both understanding the importance of having one of the best, you know, head coach GM relationships out there. And when Dan got hired, that was one of the things that was, you know, you know, it, it was heartwarming for me and without being melodramatic, just because oftentimes the head coach is going to come in and he's, he's going to want to buy the groceries and he, you know, the whole, whole Bill Parcells idea. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that 10 years in, right. But when you come in as a rookie coach, and you cross that proverbial line from being a coordinator to a head coach, 
and you understand what you still need to learn and grow and your organization does, to me that is that is a huge, huge deal because, uh, look, Dan came in basically saying to me, I know these positions, these other positions, I want to grow and learn with you, Thomas. You've been in personnel for almost 30 years, and that's why we work together so well. A little aside, when Dan came in, you know, Dan did not want final football set. So my, my, mm. my stint before that with Mike Smith, I had what's called final 53. That's a lot of GMs and head coaches decide on that. Dan didn't want it. Arthur Blank wanted him to have it because we were recruiting Dan like crazy to get him in Atlanta. We gave him 53, simply stated. He comes out of the meeting with Arthur Blank. He said, T, I'm, I'm so sorry. I have 53. I don't want it. I guarantee we will work well together on it so like we wouldn't be batting heads. And, and we never did on personnel. He and I were really, really in line. It, so he was a really smart personnel guy, a really good football coach, really good energy. I've never been around a, a coach that players wanted to play for more. Leading into your question why I think it would have been great for him to go to any of these teams, and I told every one of the GMs, I've talked to everyone, I do my own recruiting on the side for him, not because I want him to hire me or ask him to hire me, because I believe the man needs to be back in the league as an HC because he, he just embodies so much, and he's learned through those sessions in Atlanta that would make him that much better as a head coach. But Dan's going to pick where Dan pick, uh, decides is going to be the best for him for the long run. And, gentlemen, you need to know this. This sounds a little odd. When, when there's a head coach who has been a head coach, his, his perception of ownership, which is huge, it's what Sean Payton is dealing with right now, and I think Sean will go to the, the Denver Broncos because ownership is so big, you, you become a lot more, um, um, not skeptical, but you, know, you want to make sure that ownership is right. And it goes down to maybe a handful of owners that you truly would thrive with. And I think, I, I'm not answering for Dan, but I think Dan is looking at that very closely. And when you look at some of the open teams right now, it would be, you know, some of those teams would be interesting for him to deal with certain ownership that might not be his style. Thomas Dimitrov is our guest. That was a fantastic answer. I, you can just tell, Carlo, and I'm sure just a quick aside, like we have Mark Dominic on the show uh, every week, Thomas, and we've had Scott Pioli on the Mark. show countless times. I mean, yeah. you, you can just tell, like, these guys are, are leaders, right? I mean, yeah. Thomas Dimitrov, uh, it's great to have Dream you on the show. Dream team yes. new management staff. <laughs> Mark Dominic, oh. Thomas Dimitrov, yeah, Scott Give the Super Bowl now. Uh, it would, uh, would be a done deal. Uh, you worked well, a number of years in New Mark England. Mark and I on together. I would, oh. we, we could have, he and I love bantering. We could make that happen. Make that happen. I, you, you, you spent uh, four or five years with the New England Patriots as well. They're director of college scouting, and you have two Super Bowl rings. It was a weird year in New England, Thomas. I mean, a lot of kind of weird things coming out following the season, how Belichick wasn't overly enthused with a lot of his coaches, and they bring back Bill O'Brien uh, from Alabama. Now he's uh, their offensive coordinator. What was your read on what was going on in New England, and what are you expecting to see from the Pats this offseason? You know, it's it's funny because I, I follow them closely. Everything that they do, and <clears throat> excuse me, and and that Bill does. You know, one of the things remember when everyone's taking shots at Bill because he wasn't he wasn't approaching the season when he was going into free agency like Bill would. And uh, uh, not to be uh, uh, wrong about this, you know how people do the what would Jesus do on their on their <laughs> wristbands. Uh, uh, there's a what would Bill do on <laughs> on their wristbands around the NFL, I believe, because. Everyone looks very closely to see what see what Bill would do, and I think 
bringing back um, the right people around Bill is going to be huge. I look, Bill O'Brien is a really, really talented coach, um, and I think you know having having those ex coaches come back, I think can be really, really good for them. Um, but I also I also know that it's, it's complicated, right? How, Bill's Bill's that guy that has strong beliefs and strong feelings, and when you bring guys back who have been former head coaches, they also have strong beliefs. Believe me, no one ever trumps Bill, right? So, uh, in a roundabout way, I think I think things are going to look up for them. I know their quarterback's been taking the heat, uh, as but I believe that he has the ability to grow on. And again, I'll be interested to see how it plays out in free agency for them this year. So, can we get some predictions from you, Thomas? The NFC title game, the AFC title game. Who do you think we see in the Super Bowl, and who do you think wins the Super Bowl? Uh, look, let me start off talking NFC for a minute. I, I said this the other day, and, and again, I don't, uh, you know, Howie and I, or Howie Roseman and I, I don't know if you, you guys probably follow the GMs up there yep. a lot, I'm sure, and know, know the business. Uh, Howie's excellent at what he does. He puts himself in a place where the right people are around him. He hired two good buddies of mine. One was Dave Caldwell, and, and Dave can take all the shots he wants to take. Dave is one of the best evaluators in the league. If you remember, he was the GM for, what, nine years down in, in uh, Jacksonville. And then Matt Russell his other, uh, was the assistant GM at, at Denver. You, I mean, those guys that aren't afraid to get really good people around them and talented, high, high-ended, you know, sort of high-end leadership help him build that team, right? He's not paranoid about losing his job, which is great. He's a very confident guy. I think Philadelphia is a team that, to me, is exponentially better than the team that won in 17, 17 right? When we went in there and played them in 17, coming off that bad loss that you guys didn't want to bust me on earlier. And you could have. You could have asked me any questions <laughs> about how we lost the 16 game. I'm okay with that. that. That was a learned lesson for all of us. But I just think this Philly team is really is in a, is in a great spot right now. I think at all levels they're popping on defense like crazy, as you know, and what Jalen Hurts is doing and what he can do with that team. Uh, I, I think this might be their year to take it back and win it. Uh, with no hesitation, uh, I'm meaning no hesitation. I thought 17 was there was a little bit of question there, so I really like where they are right now. Um, I, I do believe that that San Fran has so much, and I and again, very talented team as you know, with a great coach who should have potentially won the coach of the year. What he did with Brock Purdy and all those injuries along the way, so that's going to be a close game. But I'm going to give it to Philly. And uh, do you want to talk AFC a little bit? Absolutely, too? absolutely. Yeah, look, uh, I just I, I love Kansas City getting back in there, and, and again, I've I've raved about how how a head coach and Andy Reid and Brett Veach, their GM, thrive together. I really do believe, uh, and I told Brett Veach this when I was in there doing it. We did some interviews last year. It was called GM Journey, where I was traveling around in my van, interviewing these guys outside my van in a in an authentic setting. <laughs> and I said to Brett, I said, "Man, you have the trifecta there. You have an owner in Clark Hunt, who's one of the best owners out there." Hands down, there's no, there's no mystery out there, gentlemen. When you see teams that are doing well, it starts with ownership. There's no question about it. So you got, you have an owner, you have a head coach, and you have a quarterback there that are, are in my mind, second to none, at least where they are right now. And I, I think they're a team that's going to come hard. They're going to come back into the Super Bowl, and uh, in my mind, I, I believe, and I think that's going to be a, a blockbuster of a game. Do you think that? Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs are fooling all of us to believe that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is more hurt than he really is. Uh, believe me, I've been there many times, and, and I don't I don't call it duplicitous. I call it, man, that that is gamesmanship. And and 
I hope they are. Because, and and the, the chances are he'll be back ready to roll with everything being as fine as, as, as can be. And he's, he's such a competitor. You saw it. I mean, when you look at quarterbacks like that, that can grind it out. I mean, we were fortunate to have Matt Ryan. Remember, Matt Ryan had one and a half games missed in the entire 14 games in Atlanta. When you get guys like that and back to Mahomes, they're special people, right? There's something special about their, their grit and resiliency. I'm a big believer in positive, passionate, and persevering, and that is, to me, Patrick Mahomes. Check out sumersports.com, S-U-M-E-R sports.com. And, I mean, it's an unbelievable initiative that you have going on, Thomas. You are the CEO of Sumer Sports, former GM of the Falcons, the pride of the University of Guelph. Thrilled to have you as part of our show this morning. It was great to have you on and would love to do it again. Have yourself a great day. Thank you for this. I really appreciate it. And last thing, if you don't mind, check out Sumer Sports uh, podcast. We have about 25-plus, and it's really in-depth stuff with myself. And a, and a data scientist, uh, one of the most talented. So it's a it's a juxtaposition of, of thought processes. I think very insightful and, and unlike a lot of others. Absolutely. We will. Uh, thank you again, Thomas. Thank that is Thomas Dimitrov, former GM of the Falcons, the CEO of Super Sports. And-